Welcome to Verbal Diary, the podcast, with your hosts, Cy Joplin and James Norton. Strap yourself in for the rants and bants. So what's the difference between UK garage and speed garage? Speed. I think it is. Sure. Just, just speed? Can't just be speed. I think there's more to it, but the, the tempo's faster on speed. And if right. it's definitely got a two-step vibe rather than a four-step vibe. So what's a classic UK garage song? UK Garage. I'm thinking uh, Rewind, Artful Dodger. And what's a classic Speed Garage song? I'm thinking Double Ninety Nine, Rip Groove. Mm. Call me with a mouthful of Coke, the drink. Um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to answer so eff- efficiently. So hold on, hold on. Uh, the, 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 you play some audio. Oh, well, do you want some samples? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Let's get let me get me archives out. Get your archives. The old DJ decks. Okay, so yeah. Um, what was the first one? Artful Dodger. Can't type. I've just had a drink. And I can't type. Re rewind. You know this one with Craig David. Yeah, but our listener might not. Let's play some. Get get old school, baby. Hey, I created this beautiful I don't want a wick bag for it. We should go premium and get rid of this. Check it out. Well, I am premium. See, it's got two step. Okay. Okay. And then double 99, rip groove. And this was this more than ninety eight, so late nineties, I think it was. I remember listening to this one back in Milan's holiday. Go on, skin, show us what you made of. Let's jump in a bit. You call this speed garage? It's a bass. It's speed garage. I, I, I just... That's the way I, I, I define it. I might be wrong, but okay. I remember having a speed garage compilation from 98, which that was all over, and a UK garage album from 2001, which was a lot of Artful Dodger. So so what would you call... I'm just going gonna, gonna to hit you with a tune. I want to know what the genre of this tune is. Okay, I'm just, lo- I'm just loading... Have a look. It's always the radio mix. I don't know if that's any good or not. Might just shorten. That's all. Ah, of course I can't do that because I. I do you want to send it to me? My computer can't play sound for some reason. Um, do I want to send it to you? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to, aren't I? So bear with put it on the best speaker possible, which is the MacBook Pro 13 inch. <laughs> Um, I don't think he's not even got side speakers. I missed my 15 inch with proper side speakers. I don't. Were they actual speakers or was it just fake? I because mine one's got what looks like speakers down the side, but they they're not. Fake. The speakers are underneath yeah, the keyboard. They look fake. They look fake. Uh, let's go here. Let's go here. Can I airdrop? Possibly. What, what's your machine called again? Oh, it's uh, the seven eight one. One seven eight. Yeah. Seven eight one. Ends one seven eight. Received. Accept. Boom. If you manage no, to change, you have to Oh, no. You, you've got more adverts. Oh, she's on my phone. Yeah. She's on my phone. UK Garage. That's UK Garage. Definitely, he says it in the name. But where? UK, he says, Dem 2 Destiny Original UK Garage. Yeah, but I, you, oh yeah, because it's the name of some random person who uploaded to uh, this is to definitely YouTube. Definitely UKG. Sorry, I've got that old school UKG in the house. Isn't it? UKG in the house. Or in the garage. So, what would you call? What would you call something like this? Okay, last one. Okay, and I'm going to play this from my phone, so it's actually played. Is it? You got it on your phone, or, or you stream it? I'm, I'm YouTubing it on my phone. I'm um, excited, thinking that you're on my level. This is a bit more of a chilled vibe. Ooh, he's a garage. MJ Cole. He would, he, him and Artful Dodger, would they define UK garage for me? So you would describe this as UK garage. It's on the cusp of house, though. It's on the cusp of house. See, MJ Cole crosses the divide. He, he was like okay. originally house. He went into garage, and he, he still goes back into house now. So what else is speed? Ah, so what did you play before for speed garage? 
Uh, that was double ninety nine rip groove. Okay, so t- would you say that this is? I'm just gonna. Uh, it's very musical another, today already. Another tune. Um, weirdly, that hasn't come up with what I thought it was going to come up with. Um, I'm enjoying this the vibe of this already, though. Uh, here we go. Oh, this is more speed garage. Yeah, I, I, yeah. According to Mixmag, that's also speed garage. I'm hating this shit. I didn't realize I could don't even this. know. Do you know what? I'm going to just send this. Uh, Confident car, car. What was that from? He played that. All right. I'm just. I've I've got a Mixmag article up here. We'll put we'll put the link in the show notes if I remember. Mixmag. Send it to you. I'll make a note of it just so we don't. They're, they're saying the 15 best speed garage tunes released See? in like 97 to 98. Best era for though, which it isn't. Mm. Yeah, while we're drinking our pop, I'm just having a zesty drink. See if this will actually load. A bit. The best internet around here, though, isn't it? We we are we are on a top notch internet connection. London internet is brilliant. Normally it's all fine. (laughs) House. House, US garage. Well, apparently, that's according to Mixmag, that's one of the best speed garage. That is not speed garage, that is US garage slash house. Okay. It's got 4 4 in it. Okay, I almost need... sound like I know what I'm talking about. Oh, speed garage. Yeah, I went to a few speed garage nights in my day. That was speed garage. I went to a few garage nights. I don't I have no idea if they were speed garage. I can't remember now. It's, it's weird era though, because you'd be going out on the house music into trance, then you'd be calming down with the speed garage into the UK garage. It's like that sort of tempo and I don't know. Well, I, I, I don't know. I used to go to the leisure lounge for a night there. This is you're in. I'm I'm the Midlands boy. I, I uh, frequented the Birmingham. Club scene, rather. Frequented the Birmingham club scene. It sounds much posher than it really was. <laughs> <laughs> was it literally a garage? Pretty much. <laughs> it's someone's sorry, garage. A garage. Get it right. Garage. 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 Um, so, yeah. Oh, I, I, okay. So, so, so there is a real difference between UK garage and speed garage. Correct. Okay, fine. And this is actually going into the episode, is it? I don't know. Are we actually recorded? Uh, we are. I have really. Oh my god! You poor listeners yep, have just listened to recording. our rant about um, music. So, okay. Well, wasn't there another form of garage? There's plenty. There's lots of subgenres around it as well. Okay. Um, so, so, so I, I always thought of of something like a, a. I think it was UK garage. Yeah. Um, I can't even say it properly. Garage. Um, <laughs> as more of a as like a a, a sort of um, poor man's drum and bass. So I know you're a drum and bass, but drum and bass man. I love it with a sea bass. <laughs> I was thinking bass brewery. <laughs> Another Midlands reference. Um, yeah, drum and bass. You're into that sort of stuff. But speed yeah. garage was the. No, I would say poor man's, but it was like a yeah, less cool. Much I think D and B was a lot more indie. Speed garage was more commercial. Yeah. So it was, it was a mm. massive. Well, some speed garage or UK garage, I think more than speed garage had had break beats in it, didn't they? Yeah, some. Yeah, so yeah, like Azido de Bass would do a bit more breakbeats into it. Who? Azido de Bass. <laughs> de Bass? De Bass. As in the fish? No, as in, as in the brewery. Spelt, is it the same? B-A-S-S. Wouldn't it be de Bass? De Bass, de Bass. Something depends who you ask. Or asks. What was it? Azido? Azido de Bass. Doom's Night. Azido de Bass. Timo Mars on the remix. Doom's Night. Timo Mars on the remix. You know your shit. They had loads of booties at this one as well. Right. Really great beat. Not much great beat, but it was, that's when it started kind of deviating a little bit. The fat boy Slim was playing around with it a bit more as well. Zito de Bass. I've got all this on vinyl in my loft. Not my garage, my loft. You've got your garage in your loft? I've got a load of garage in my loft. Park. Um... <laughs> You know, I was always more into the drum and bass scene, which was obviously quite different. Because I would go to ga- garage nights. Yep. 
um, UK speed. I don't even know what it was. Um, and and it was a very different vibe. Yeah, it was. It was um, it, I mean, it was it was similar mm. in some ways. Yeah. Uh, they were both pretty drug-ridden scenes. That's what I'm thinking. Um, but different kinds of drugs. <laughs> and, and drum and bass, had a, had a, I don't know if it's the same with Garage, because um, I only ever really went to one club uh, that, for that. But um, yeah, there was a real wide variety of stuff going on in the drum and bass scene. I don't know if it was that varied. So you had like, uh, you know, Fabric Live, mm-hmm. which was like hardcore Friday night, like proper, proper mashup sessions. Do you remember Human Traffic, the movie? I do. Yeah, one of my favourite movies of um, all time. Yeah. And um and the like Saturday night wasn't really a drum and bass night. Yeah. Um More mellow. It was yeah, it was ne- I don't know, it was never More a drum and bass garage. night. <laughs> More speed garage, yeah. <laughs> and then um and then Sunday night was obviously Metalhead Sessions until they stopped about twenty years ago or something, not quite that long, fifteen years ago or something. So um that was a more sort of that was a more chilled vibe. You weren't, didn't have people on it's pills. You really knackered after a weekend of large. Didn't you? No, you didn't have people on pills at, at Metalheads. Uh, <laughs> Just smoking shit instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone would be smoking a bit of weed. This and is then, an insight into both our histories. And right? then, yeah, but on, on you know, Fabric Live or equivalents on a Friday night were pretty hardcore. And then when Fabric Live became a bit commercial, a bit commercial. It moved all it, like Herbal was the place to go. Do you remember Herbal? No, I don't remember that one. I remember Fabric, but not Herbal. Shoreditch. No. See, I, I have, like I say it was a different scene to what I was into. It was I have more fond healthy. memories of Herbal. Went to a very good old school night there. Mm-hmm. Walked in and um, what's the tune playing? Oh, God, I've just got my head's just disappeared. Um, uh, Hit that uh, keyboard. Uh, tell us what it was. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, nah. What's it called? Um, uh, Shape the Future Remix was playing. No, you have to play that one to me at some point. Um, sorry? You'll have to play that one to me. I don't know that. Oh. Shape the Future. Oh, the, the optical Shape the Future Remix. The original was good, but the remix was... Uh... This is what I love, though, when a remix makes a tune better. Well, because it, he, he used uh, a bass sound from a, a synth that had just come out. Okay. Um, and and just kind of left it alone. He didn't even like change it really, and just just play, just used it. Just like that one just played. It did. It bass was. So the bass there is it's just coming straight out of the sink. And then uh, it had a little switch up in the middle. Which is what it was. Just what I'm trying to. I imagine you nodding to this at 150 BPM. This is 160, my friend. Getting faster. That is 160, a pitch to 165, probably, in a club, 168. Oh, well, I. So I love watching you dance to this. You're looking very, very happy right now. And yeah, walk into Herbal, and that tune was playing, and it was a moment, though, when you walk into a club and they're playing one of your favourite tunes, we're in. I'm, not, um, I'm on the floor. You're not seeing me for the rest yeah. of the night. Well, what was great was because I knew all the tunes. Yeah. So um, you go somewhere like Herbal or whatever, and um, you know you'd have like three hours of or four hours or whatever, and every single tune that was like mixed in, you'd be like, oh, brilliant! Yep. Um, yeah, good good nights, good, good times. times, good times. Where did this times. come from, anyway? I don't know. We were talking about garage. We were just kind of very went deep into garage, <laughs> but the um, yeah. What was clubbing like in, in the north? In the north, or the yeah. Midlands, as well, we call it. I don't it. know, wherever you grew up. Um, Birmingham scene was hot. It was a massive, it a good mix of stuff. Like a lot more house. Um, we've got a lot of house DJs from the area. Like mm-hmm. Electro, techno sort of stuff as well. Um, I remember going to some of the garage nights, garage. Never did the D&B thing. Garage. A lot of trance as well. So we had like God's Kitchen, Gatecrasher in the area. Um, I didn't do a lot of that part. I, just, I prefer the bar scene. Like just enjoy, you know, laid back and then go out and have a dance after. Handbag house, they called it, I think, at the time as well. Very uh, girls around their handbag. I just see you with a handbag. Oh, I'll, I'll rock a handbag, me. <laughs> but head candy, that whole era, I loved it. It was like the noughties when it was just like really taking off. Proper commercial at one point. Lost it at that point. You've always been more of a house person. I never, 
haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got my house podcast, haven't yeah. I? Yeah, I, I, I will put a link to your other podcasts in the show notes. But I, I, I was never really into house music. It's not really dancing music. It, it can be. I know what you mean. It's, but that, it's not. It's like in a bar or something. Fine. It depends what level um, you go up to. Cause a lot of my stuff starts from like one fifteen BPM and goes up to. It's not just the BPM because I listen to a lot of breaks and and, yeah. and and stuff like that. That's down at like the nineties. It's about the way the beat is structured. You think? Yeah, can you move to it? I'm yeah. In your house, you can't. Well, I, I, I try to. I did it at the <laughs> weekend. Um, I was like, I, that's why I always enjoyed a bit of drum and bass, because it, it, it does beat. drive you uh, to have a bit of a boogie. I've always liked the reference when you're driving, literally driving, and drum and bass comes on, your, your right foot gets heavy. You yeah, just yeah, start yeah. going a bit faster. You're like, shit, put your brake on, put your brake on. <laughs> anyway, good times. Good times. They were decent times. They were decent I enjoyed times. those years. Uh, yeah. So, um... So that's 15 minutes of garage music. Brilliant. Um, episode 27, the garage one. <laughs> episode 27, garage. Have we got a title? I think we've already garage. got Garage. Garage. Um, and I'm sure there's an emoji you'll be happy to I'll use. I'll find something. Um, well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe we'll we see can, what comes out of the wash, as always. Comes out in the edit. Yeah. But I, I suggest we just dive straight in. To? Article of the Week. Verbal Diary with Cy and James. You didn't sing it. I feel like music reference. You didn't even sing it. No, I'm not singing. Rap it. No. Article of the week. That's some terrible Shit. rap. <laughs> White boy, mate. I can't rap. <laughs> it's like it's a four-word rap. You can't do a four-word rap. All right. Anyway, your turn this week on so article, it's, it's of the article of the week. of the week. I'm not singing it anymore. I've decided my singing days are over. What we should do is maybe get like a house tune and a drum and bass tune made up for each of our segment uh, uh, breaks and we can and that's what that way people know whose it is um, <laughs> anyway so I, I believe I believe I've sent you I'm just going to make sure I have uh, I believe I sent you the article of the week you this did. morning I have the um, open. and you asked me a question just before we started recording what did you say to me about this article is there a subcontext to this article per chance so the answer is no okay I just, I saw this article, it popped up in something I was reading. New York Times? No, no, no. So it's from the New York Times, but I wasn't reading the New York Times. Uh, but the link to it popped up somewhere. And there were a number of things about this article that I really liked. And okay. Just for what it is, nothing out there. So um, the um, title of this article, the headline I suppose you call it, is A Unicorn Lost in the Valley. Evernote blows up the fail-fast gospel. So, if you haven't guessed already, this is an article about Evernote. So, um, stupid headline. Love the picture. Love the main picture. So what I love is you've got uh, the Evernote building in the background, and you've got a guy on a scooter, on one of these like rent-a-scooter things, um, uh, looking cool and doing the right thing. So, uh, yeah, no, no, no need for On the road. To, uh... It's what I fucking hate about these electric scooters. Anyway, yeah. so, um, and, and in a weird way, you know, you think of Evernote, and you think of these guys on these, this, this newfound thing of driving like rental scooters everywhere. And to me, Evernote feels really old suddenly. Oh, yeah. I was looking, I was like, oh, Evernote doesn't belong in that picture with that guy. And, that, and that, that was the first thing that struck me when I saw this article. And it really made me stop and think for a minute. Because Evernote has been around for a while. Mm-hmm. But it just made me stop and think for a while. And um, ha- how quickly things become old. Ha- have you used Evernote? I did. It, but, yeah, we're going right back. I think it was... Probably in 08, maybe, 09. I actually used Evernote earlier this year. I thought I'd revisit it. Okay. And that lasted all of about three minutes. I remember um, revisiting around 2014 when a friend showed me a real-life notebook that you could scan into Evernote and it would give you notes. Well, indeed, that's what this article refers to. Okay. So, so the other things that I liked about this article, so Evernote's been around forever. Evernote um, uh, was one of the early sort of digital revolution companies. They they want to be your digital notebook. They say yep. it's like your external brain or something. They say you just store your information in there. Some and they um they, they kind of transitioned or tried to about five or six years ago into selling physical items. Like mm-hmm. the, the article mentions the Evernote socks, which is actually quite fancy getting a pair now. Oh um, and you could buy uh, moleskin notebooks that are Evernote branded, which you can scan into the app and all of this sort of stuff. Uh, and of course, none of that worked. Nope. And then they tried to pivot into enterprise. Um, I st- if you install Evernote today, you still get asked to join business chat. Oh, um, and, and yeah, no, I, that doesn't work for me. Uh, and now they're trying to go back to more of a core 
sort of offering. Yep. Uh, and they've had some pricing changes, lots of layoffs, and it's been, it's been a bit of a rocky ride. And, and Evernote has a good valuation, but they're not what they once were, and who knows if they'll ever be. So, um, of course, are they a unicorn? Well, unicorns are worth a billion or more, and I can't see how much Evernote's worth now. I don't think they're quite a unicorn. Um, but I just really like the story in here of um, how they started off as a company with a very focused vision. Very simple. The vision was very simple. The idea was simple, and it was popular. Very popular. And then, over a shortish period, the uh, founder of Evernote, uh, Phil Libin, I think it is. Um, I think he was a founder. Uh, and he was CEO at the time, tried to expand into other things. And the company lost focus. And I think that's what led the company down the wrong path, um, is, that, is that loss of focus. And, um, yeah, just, it's a fascinating story. And they've got a, new, a newish CEO now who, who's telling them the truth that this is going to take a while to fix and that lots of people are still going to be disappointed, as he says. Um, they've got revenue of $100 million a year, though. Whoa. So, um, yeah, they, 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 they have a chance of, of coming back to being a you know, big player. And they really are a big player if you've got a, a revenue of $100 million. Um, and I think they've got a very good core business, actually. But the, uh, you know, if, you, if you're just paying to store your notes in Evernote, it's a perfectly fine note-taking app. Mm-hmm. One of the problems for Evernote, and this is really what I wanted the discussion to focus on more, is um, is Evernote uh, an app or a feature? Is it a product or a feature? So I think your point, your question, well, yeah, I'd say originally it was a product because it did a lot more than you got anywhere else. But now it feels just like an extra feature, depending on where you're using it as well. Is that what you're heading towards with this? Yeah, so famously Steve Jobs described Dropbox as a feature on a product. Yeah. And of course now it is, because iCloud Drive is built in, Google Drive is built in, depending on what you use. Microsoft OneDrive is built in. Mm-hmm. And it all just integrates. It's seamless. It's and cloud storage. Well, once, right. once it's set up, you just, it doesn't really matter where you store it. No. Um, and so that's my thinking. Is Evernote the same? I mean, what, what do you get from Evernote that you don't get from Apple Notes, for example? Business chat. So I don't want business chat in my <laughs> notebook. I've got, I've got plenty of chat options out in the real of the world. So, so it does have different organisational features. Uh, you can do sh- the sharing. We've got sharing in Apple Notes as well. I think the sharing in Apple Notes is a little bit better. Um, the, the whole notebook concept is like another layer of organisation that you don't really get with Apple Notes. So, it's, so there are differences. Okay, but nonetheless, it's, this is why I don't use it. I've, I've never had the desire to move away from some of the native options I've already got. Use? So, actually, I say that, and I'm going to contradict myself straight away. I use Bare Notes still for my note-taking, which is, yeah, an app. And it, you could argue it's a feature, but it's a feature that Apple have never done very well for me. That's why I've gone to Bare. Um, when, you know, like the new Apple Notes? So I've not tried the new version yet. I'm reluctant. So it's only been around for three and a half years. Which one, though? So you, we're not talking about the new stuff coming through. But there isn't really anything new. Apple Notes. Notes. Yeah. I've, I've changed, now, oh, so changed, yeah, they changed it three years ago. ago. Still doesn't do enough for me. Well, I'll get up with, with that. So, what features does Apple Notes not have for you? I'm trying to remember now. I think there's the, the tag. The taxonomy was quite good for organising. It doesn't do that natively. I think you can do folders and notes, yeah. and that's, that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Um, so the categorisation like that didn't really interest me. Um, I'm trying to remember now. So. When I when I used to outline in my day my daily objectives for what I was going to do, Bear supported that. I don't think App Notes ever did. Apple Notes, um, you couldn't do like tasking or anything like that within it, so it helped me there. Um, but they could, right? If there was a, if if I wasn't the only person in the world that did this, they might consider doing it, adding it as a feature. But I've always used Bear because it it synchronizes with Apple. It works in all my Apple devices. It's a nice app. It's quite easy to use. It's a lot more customizable than Apple Notes is as well. Work does the job. But it could potentially just be a feature. As you say, we've got note taken in all these apps. 
I think Bear is still limited to Apple, so you don't get the benefit of cross-platform. So unlike TickTick, which is cross-platform. And again, TickTick is another example where it could just be a feature. It isn't, it's more than that. I think it's, it's, it's decentralized from being an Apple-only thing. It's actually got a lot more versatility around it. But that, that doesn't stop it just being a feature. Yeah. So I, th- I think that um, the, the point that Steve Jobs was making was cloud storage, like local storage, will be just has to be native to the operating system. Sure. I think that's the point he was making. Hang on, Steve Jobs made this reference yeah, yeah. back in 2011. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Um, 10, something like that. Um, mm. so, so I've gone back and forwards on it, and I, I don't think, I think Evernote's a product. Well, they, they Maybe are... today it isn't, mm. but Evernote is a product. It's not a feature for me. Well, yeah, okay. I've said it. The end. Um, nice story. Uh, no, but my, my reasoning is that um, certain things about note-taking are features mm-hmm. of the operating system. Yeah? So being able to just jot a simple thought down somewhere and have it everywhere and always stored and always available, that's just using it as a bunch of text files, yeah? Yeah. Um, whereas Evernote, because it does things like attachments, sharing, um, does it do more, OCR as well? I, I think it does, yeah, yeah. Some, There's a whole bunch of features that make it a product. Yeah. It just happens that Apple also have a notes product. Yeah. I'm interested, people who aren't in the Apple ecosystem that are listening to this, what, what, where do you put your notes? Who the hell are you? I mean, so you, will you, tweet, you can tweet at us, hashtag, um, hashtag, Whatever, I don't really care anymore. Um, <laughs> Just tweet us, please. <laughs> t- tweet, tweet at Verbal Diary Show. It doesn't need categorising. I'd like to know if you're, if, 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 well, even if you are an app in the Apple ecosystem, where are you storing your notes? Mm. But particularly if you're not in the Apple ecosystem, because um, you know, people who are Android users, for instance, it's plenty of there's it. no Apple Notes. No. Um, are you using Evernote? Are you using OneNote? Are you using Google Keep? Are you yeah. doing something else? Um, so, yeah, I- I'm kind of interested to know. Um, what did you think of the article? Coming back to that. To be honest, I only read the first part. Okay. Um, <laughs> I did not get a chance because you sent me this morning. I've had a full day. That's fine. That's um, fine. That's fine. I, I, I get where the gist is going, though. It's sort of, yeah, who are they now and what, what the future is. And, you know, like I say, 10 years ago, it doesn't sound like a long time ago, but when you were living in tech, it is eons ago. Evernote was such a part of my life. Early on in my earlier on in my career, I remember the, it's just it was a really strong brand at the time as that's well. What, it was such use. a powerful brand that it that, worked. That, that's what you would use. You you were either on Evernote or you kind of didn't exist. Exactly. Well, I found a screenshot of the home screen of my iPhone from 2015, so four years ago. Okay. And Evernote's on my home screen. Well done. So that that gives you an idea. And I had few, very few apps on my home screen back then, um, comparatively. Although I had folders. So you, you asked me folders, what I use. How could I have had folders? Folders. I don't know, my home screen. I don't like folders on my home screen anymore. Um, but yeah, I had, uh, I had Evernote. It's interesting. The apps, have you, I wonder if you've got a screenshot of your home screen from four years ago. But it's interesting how similar some of the apps are. So I'm still using Overcast. That's on there. I was using Todoist, okay. apparently. Uh, Evernote. Uh, but yeah, a lot of it really similar. Really, really, really similar. What do you use for your note-taking nowadays? So kind of nothing. And kind of three things. Do you want to tell us one of the three things you do use? No, no so I'm, uh, I'm doing something different at the moment. So... Paper? <laughs> so my problem with notes is that they very quickly become stale lose context and you just end up with like a note system full of old shit that you just actually get just gets in your way so i have now a slightly more complex system for notes so i have um i take notes in in an app called drafts okay. that's where all of my writing begins i don't write directly into pretty much anything else um and then one of a number of things happens with those notes either they're all just tasks like things i have to do with the context around those tasks they make it into my task manager of choice if I'm going to do anything about it at all. And we all know what your task management's like. <laughs> Don't even start. And then, or if it's 
just a bunch of notes, a bunch of thoughts that I need to keep alive for something I'm working on now. So, which that's and that's a lot of stuff falls into that category. So, you know, we have a meeting about a project that I'm working on, and I'll take a bunch of notes from that meeting. I want to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. I'm currently using Dynalist for that. Okay. I don't think I've really worked out the best way to use Dynalist yet. Um, and then anything that's long-term storage, so stuff that I know I want to keep, but I don't need immediately to hand right now, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to work on it in any way, I just want to be able to refer to it later, goes into Keep It. There's right. an app called Keep It. Three third-party um, apps. Yeah. So uh, And then personal notes, so stuff that's... So that, that's all for work. And then anything that's personal... Um, or shared with the wife um, goes into Apple Notes. And do you share that stuff with your wife then, or is it the appropriate ones? Yeah. yeah. Not um, so. Like my, I'll open up my notes app for you, give you an idea of the sort of things that go in there. So we've got like a, a, a all of our recipes. Okay. Uh, are in a shared note. I've got like license keys for all the software I've bought yeah. down the years is in a note. I've got like manuals for stuff in our house so like uh, yeah, for our fridge freezer and things like that I've, I've stored that all in notes um, I've got um, a note that I'm just deleting although um, how much detail do you need from a manual for your fridge freezer no, no, no but, but, but I go and download it and I've got it so yeah. yesterday it, yesterday yeah. the light in my freezer went and I couldn't open the little I couldn't release the little plastic cover on okay. it so I went and I opened the manual and it said, oh, you need to do it in this way. And I'm done. So, yeah, occasionally you do. Wow. Um, the fact they needed instructions to open a light compartment says a lot. Yeah. Anyway. And then um, I've got in here, um, so I'm just about to start a security audit of all of my accounts to make sure oh, I've dear. got two-factor set up and everything, et cetera. So I've got a list of that stuff in there. Um, what else have we got? Um, uh, just yeah, general bits and pieces Random of information. Shizzle, is that stuff I've you got find? like the the, num- the numbers on the back of my SIM card okay. are stored in there. Um, I've got uh, it's like your digital man drawer. Yeah, just <laughs> a load of random shit that you never need, lot, wow, but actually it does come useful eventually. There is some random shit in here. Then I've got um, all I've got all our insurance policies, which is always useful to have, uh, so I've got, especially like, on your phone. Is all stored in share notes, shared notes. So I've got for our house insurance, for car insurances, travel insurances, etc. Yeah. So either of us can have access to that straight away. Um, and then whenever we go on holiday, we write hotel like reviews for TripAdvisor. So I store all of those. Very good citizen review. Um, yeah, because I use them a lot. I've got like for instance a list of films that I'd like to show to my uh, my daughter. Okay. Um, with what I think the appropriate age for those films are. Uh, so I've got that stored in notes. Way down the what bottom. do you think is the right age to show a child Back to the Future? So I've already shown both our children this. We've, we've been watching them, binging them. So I've got a 12 year old and I've got a six year old. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there are occasional swear words in there. That's why you've got war in. But. Our kids are used to swear words. <laughs> well, they live with you. But the, um, they know so, not to use them. So it's all fine. I want to show my little one, Back to the Future, but it's not available on any of the streaming services, and I own it on DVD. Are you sure? I think it's on oh, Netflix. Oh, no. It's normally on ITV2 every weekend, so you can just catch up <laughs> well, on that. For, um, I think I do have it recorded, but I've also got it on DVD. We've got it on cassette, I think. Do you, so I've got it on DVD. I've got a DVD player. But I can't plug my DVD player into the TV because the DVD player is SCART oh. and my TV doesn't have SCART. No, we found this recently. So, next time I take my laptop home with me, I can plug my USB DVD drive into my laptop and plug my laptop into the TV and we'll show it back to the future. What's the right age to show a kid um, Raiders? As in Lost? Yeah. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Ooh, that's a good one, actually. Well, I'd probably want to be about eight or nine for that one. I said nine, yeah. Yeah. Because it's quite scary when the arc opens. Yeah. Spoiler for a, alert for a film from 1985 yeah. or something. Hurry up and watch it, will you? Um, <laughs> Unless you're under nine, so. What about, um, here, let, let, let me think, what about the Goonies? Definitely in 11, 12, I think, for that one. I, thought I said 10. I yeah, 10 I think we showed our someone who was 11, he was a bit spooked by some of it, especially um, the main the big dude. Yeah. Ghostbusters? I was shit scared of that one. I was young. I think I was about 12, 13 when I watched that. I said, I said 11. What about um, the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? 
That is scary at points. Very dark and twisted. In places, yeah. I mean, it's such a young idea, but no. I think you need to be look, nine, ten, I think. Maybe a bit more than that. So I showed my little one Wally recently. Which, it's in the cartoon. Yeah. Yep. Which she loved. Mm-hmm. But that had a few, like, there's some older themes in it. Yeah, but that's the beauty of Pixar, right? Yeah. yeah they're the layers of it. What about Bugsy Malone? Oh, well, we'll see... Yeah, you could probably be eight or nine for that one. You think? Uh, I said, you said I said ten because it's it's quite a lot of like it's like weirdly violent and not violent. Yeah, um, but I think my little one will like Bugsy Malone. I think Jurassic Park, the Jurassic original Park. Jurassic Park. Um, well, I was thirteen when that came out. I think so. I think both of our kids have seen it already. That was the first film I took. I took a girl to see. Oh, was that your first date? No, not my first ever date, but okay. the first time I took a girl movie to, date. To, to, to the movies was Jurassic Park. Oh. And um, I can't remember if we were, like, cuddling or whatever. But I remember taking the same girl, when we were a bit underage, to a film with a Rika Eleniak in it, where she got her... Uh, oh. She got her bits out. Oh, dear. And I remember that being quite enjoyable. That's brought, yeah, that must have been a 15, at least, then. Yeah, it probably was a 15. Yeah. Um, like 14 oh, that's taking us back to the Baywatch days isn't it yeah. what about the original Superman I mean I think it's pretty safe to watch from about the age of it, 9, 8 yeah but there are layers to that as well anyway back to the article of the week we could we could go on and on like this and back to your question about notes that's the sort of stuff I keep in notes okay and I've explained my system otherwise which you made is a, a point earlier though about I'm never going to need this stuff so mm-hmm. I don't need I don't want mm-hmm. that on the stream I've recently been scanning through my old Apple notes and I was finding lovely old things I was writing just as ideas from about 10 years ago. Well, I mean, not 10 years ago, but five, 10 years ago. Um, and actually nice memories. I mean, it was probably a little bollocks, but it's just like, oh, I remember that project. I really enjoyed that project. Or uh, in fact, I did write um, a eulogy in one of my notes. So it's for my, when my grandfather passed away, I wrote my eulogy in there. Yeah, but that's something I would keep. So, and at that, Again, I wouldn't want to lose that, but it's, I knew it was somewhere safe, it was somewhere personal, somewhere I'm always going to have. And I, I can always go, I've got that in Apple somewhere. Search, eulogy, there it is, got it. Um, so I don't necessarily agree with you there, but I know yeah, there's a lot of crap in there, especially when my daughter's opened up at the iPad app, just started playing with emojis and characters to stop writing, learning how to write. They can be deleted most of the time. Mm. Keep a couple for the old for in a few years' time. Look what your first notes app was. Anyway, good article. So yeah, back back to the article for a second. Yeah, so first of all, so there's a number of things that if you want to tweet at us today, um, there's no hashtag today. So the hashtag is no hashtag. Um, and yeah, let, let us know how do you deal with notes, especially if you're not on the Apple ecosystem. Very curious. Do you, you use Evernote still? Uh, anyone out there using Evernote? That'd be quite interesting to know. Um, making 100 million a year somehow, so apparently. it must be someone. But yeah. Good article, man. No, it's, it's, it's brought back a lot of fond memories and bad ones. So we have mostly spent this episode talking about music and movies, films. Yep. So it's the media one. This is the <laughs> beginning of our little media street. Oh dear. Good luck, everyone. Strap in. Yeah. I don't know. Right gremlins, why would you show the kid gremlins? Oh man, I was scared of that. Still, I'm thinking like 12. I'm thinking 35. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is creepy shit though when it happens. It is, it is pretty creepy. It's, it's yeah. quite... I dare you to publish this list somewhere. And then we can do, you know what? It. do you know what? I think what I might do, it's a really good idea. What I might do is work out how I can publish this list so you can say what age you think. Is appropriate. That'd be great. And then uh, I can show them the ages that I think are appropriate, and we'll see if we can get a link out there to the good listener. Yeah, um, yeah, that'd be quite cool. Do it, and you can add to the list. That's a good thing. Well, how about that? A list of films that these are more sort of classic kids films. Yeah. Classic family films that we should be showing. I'm sure my list is missing those. I mean, I've got classic, iconic, I've got, mature. I've got like E.T., Home Alone, Star Wars. Um, see the amount of people I still speak to go never seen Star Wars right you really probably should see it just to get the references that people talk about like Jurassic Park as we said Nanny McPhee yeah um, that was crap Uncle Buck oh that's no, classic yeah um, John Candy Splash yeah it's alright Splash Mermaid okay uh, have you heard they're remaking The Little Mermaid I've heard and I've heard who's playing her 
And how do you feel about it? Don't care. I hate these live action remakes. I think they're crap. There's been a lot of controversy because the actress is black. Great. And it's like, so what? What's your point? Like, so what the original my, story my, is from Norway, so today, what, what's your point? You're Americanising it and you're moaning about it being a black My, my whole Twitter feed today has been uh, full of mermaid scientists. Um, <laughs> explaining how, first of all, at least in the, in the original, she was Ariel was surrounded by crabs with Jamaican accents. Yep. Living on a coral reef. She's probably black. And then um, <laughs> lots of other people saying, yeah, but she lives under the sea where you get no sun, so she'd have nothing to simulate the melanin. But it's a it's fictional called. character. Like, yes, exactly. For God's sake, people get off your high horse. Anyway, um, I think it's cool. That's why I went off it, though. Aladdin, Will Smith, it just it didn't make sense. I've always got this memory of um, Robin Williams doing it. <laughs> I wasn't going to prompt you because I wanted to see if you did have a memory. I do have a memory just about of Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah. that cartoon. It was one of the best ones I've watched. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so my my good lady wife mm-hmm. um, has been to see the new Aladdin okay. with the little one, and said it was said it was surprisingly good. And Will Smith was very good. I love Will Smith. It just couldn't. I will not place him into that character. I was like, what? It's, 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 the the thing for me is like, why are all of these Disney films being remade? The classics. We've had Lion King. Now we're going to have Mermaid. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. We've had Aladdin. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Like, make something original. What does Walt Disney do best? Make money. Walt Disney himself. Well, his, his estate. From the say. Nazis, wasn't it? But, well, um, anyway. You had plenty of cash for that. Let's not get into that. Um, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we can move Let's on. wrap it up. Move on quick. Before we get into dangerous territory. Okay, so it's my turn for Picture of the Week. Verbal Diary with Cy and James. I'm, so not, I'm not singing it either if you're not. You're a disgrace. You're boycotting the you're singing. You're a disgrace to this podcast. Yes. That's one of us out. <laughs> Okay, so I have a picture. I need to get it off my phone. Um, taken this morning. Taken this morning? Hot off the press. Or last minute, shit, I forgot we did the podcast. No, I did have a few other contenders, but this was this one captured the moment. So um, I had an appointment this morning um, in London. Um, what? Was it medical? It was. So Did they remove it? Well, they, thankfully, yes. My sense of humour. Um, <laughs> Along with your... Um, Let's move on. Um, yeah, no, it was, was consultation, so it's not a lot. But I was very lucky to get down to Harley Street, and I was like, okay, let's go and do all this. Um, so Harley Street from the office is around 25-minute walk, I think. Um, yeah. Could have got the underground, could have got a bus. I decided to walk. Could have got an Uber. You could have taken a Boris bike, or whatever they're called, or one of the other bike systems. Why pay for travelling when you could just walk? This is my theory. I was just getting a complete list out then. Yeah, we, we could go on. Uh, it could be a bloody scooter or a bit of litter that's lying around the streets nowadays or one of these other bikes that's just not... Anyway, I hate the bikes. Anyway. <laughs> Carry on. Go on. Um, so, yeah, I, I had this appointment. I thought I'd walk back to the office. The day was glorious. It's been a lovely day today. It's been, a, it's been quite nice this week. Um, and as I walk back, I walk down the street... And I'm going to send you the picture now. Have you got airdrop on or message? Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Um, you received it yet? It's waiting. Is it coming? It's on your text. Okay. So I don't know what this street is, but it's around the corner from Regent Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I recognise the road. I don't know and it just made me realise how beautiful London actually can be at times. So, a bit of back, um, background. Where we work is probably not as beautiful as this. Um, was that beautiful? Well, it was the green. It was a green. It was the streetlights. It was because you're by a park. Yeah, I know. But it just <laughs> it, the sunshine made it look so much yeah. more beautiful as well. There was very few cars around, which also surprised me. This was around nine a.m., nine thirty a.m. I was walking around the streets with literally no cars around or buses, and I could just enjoy the streets in peace and quiet. And I thought, you know what? That is a photo moment I need to just capture for the podcast. And I've gone very quiet. But yeah, I mean, that's all it was. It's just like, actually, a nice appreciation of London when I get away from the office. My normal journey is to the station, to the office, back to the station, back up north. I don't get to see any of London. And it is a fascinating city. You've shown me plenty of lovely images from your travels around London. 
Mm. And I don't get to see that. And that, it was just an opportunity. I thought, you know what, walking above the tubes and outside of my comfort zones was quite an eye-opener. So it's a very nice walk from Regent's Park back to our office. Mm. Um, and, and it's a very nice picture. I, I completely get what you're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm enjoying the double yellow lines in particular. The um, <laughs> London is a beautiful city. It can in be, lots can't of it? No, no, it is. It really is. Um, in this moment of Regent's time. Park is one of my favourite parts of London. I think it's lovely, Regent's Park. It's not my favourite park. It's in my top ten. Top ten parks. Top ten London parks. Don't list them all. We haven't got all day. Yeah. Don't mind. I'm not going to list them. That may, maybe so. Anyway, we'll come back on to hold, hold the park thought for a second. Holding. Um, no, lovely. I, I, I like a picture with a bit of a story. Did you feel uplifted when you were walking? I did. I had some music on as well. I was yeah. listening to my AirPods. I had some tunes on, some house music. I was just really enjoying the sunshine, the quiet serenity, the enjoy. Oh, it, was just, it was beautiful. And I turned the corner and went back into the shitty part of London again. It was literally round the corner. And went, oh, we're here again. Oh, there's Houston. Oh, God. Here we go. It's not as delightful, let's say. Mm. Anyway, there's it's my lovely. picture. There's a little backstory. It's not a huge story. It's not got loads yeah. of context, but... I don't have a lot to add. I think it's a lovely story. Beautiful blue sky. I think it's a lovely picture. It's a beautiful sky. Mm. Um, I'm quite liking the perspective. Just getting a bit... It's a little, it's a little bit... need a rotation to get it right, but... The end. Anyway, your, your pin about the parks? What was that? So, yeah, I've been thinking about... Um, shall we do... Spin-off episodes. Oh dear. So, verbal diary specials. Oh dear. Okay. Where we maybe take a a thing, and instead of doing an article and a photo of the week, picture of the week, sorry, um, we could do like parks as an example, and we could both do park of the week. Oh okay. Um, and we'd each have maybe either an article or a photo. For our park to go alongside our park of the week, so we're keeping a similar format, but we're adding an extra layer to it, if you wish to put it that way. And I was thinking about the music side of things. We could do song of the week. Okay, I can get my jam in that one. We could do um, I don't know fried breakfast of the week. Could be anything. Cake of the week. Cake of the week. Biscuit of the week. Obvious, but yes. Yeah, we could. I'll, I'll see where you go with this. So, what we got to make a link from our picture or article to a thing of the week? Well, you, you pick your cake of the week, and then there's a picture or article that goes with it. Oh, okay. So, so it might be around. a picture of the cake, okay. or it might be an article about the history of that type of cake. Okay. Um, or it could just be the recipe. So, how are we going to do this? We're we going to go alabetical order and go through all twenty-six letters, or no? Good. <laughs> We're not going to go time. alphabetically, um, which is called uh, ABC Denism, I think, something like that. Did you know? Have you heard this I've word? I've never heard of that phrase. I think you made Ooh, it up. I can't wait till we get to W. Oh, word, word of the week. So it's ABC Danius or something? Um, um, ABC Dario. Sounds like an awful DJ. <laughs> On children's TV. Uh, let me have a look. Uh, Hi, children, I'm ABC Dario. <laughs> this week. <laughs> there is this word. I was I was reading about it. Um, I don't think I've quite got it right. It was A A B C Darian. A B C Darian. Okay. Okay. What's your point? So this is a word. Um, hold on. I'm holding. Hold on. Hold on. I don't think our file listeners can hold much longer. Hold on. I'm trying to find Listen the right up, spelling. Sorry? Listen up. Here we go. ABC Darian means um, basically uh, in alphabetical order. Yeah. So the next time you want someone to sort something alphabetically, can you, do you say them? Can you make it ABC Darian? And it's spelt A-B-E-C-E-D-A-R-I-A-N. And it's literally ABC Darian. And I just think it's a fantastic word. I love it. Is this your word of the week? It will be when we get to the W's. <laughs> um, you get that one licked. So, uh, yeah. So we're going to both choose a thing of the week. And I think and we should we should do this A, B, C, Darian Lee. So we start with A. We've got an A. We've done A. Article. And we've done P. 
Okay, so we need to do B next. So we could. What, what, what would we do for B? My natural inclination is biscuit. I was thinking booby. No, I'm not doing that. This is an adult podcast. I don't care. Let's try and keep it. Sort what are we going to do for C? I'm trying to think where you're going, but cake. Oh, I thought I was thinking we'd do cunt. You had to drop a C bomb in, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> so B, biscuit. Oh, we're probably we'll drop in there. specials every now and then. We're not going to warn the user. We're not going to say next week. So we're going to do it sporadically then? Sporadic. Wow. It's going to be sporadic. So it could be one week and then nothing. Or it could be two weeks and then nothing. Okay. We might even throw in a special extra podcast in a week. Oh, blimey. Just a bit of record stuff. Um, but these will be short ones. So it's just, you know. No what's the letter? Just straight B. In. The letter is B. And maybe we could have different Bs. So yours could be biscuit and mine could be booby. It sounds very rest um, of the week. Oh it sounds very Sesame Street. Yeah. This week was brought to you by the letters. <laughs> That's fine. <though>. Booby <laughs> breasts. <laughs> Booby's not a letter. Oh, obviously. Um, okay. Okay. I'll, let's see where that goes. We might. Yeah. I like the idea. I think we need a little bit of a bit of refinement. Refinement around okay. this. Not, not too much. Just well, get on. at some point, dear listener, there'll be the B of the week. Whatever the B is. Will Maybe be. it's just B. B of the week. An actual buzzing B. <laughs> so, um, have we got an episode title? We, what was that one we came up earlier? The, the garage one or something. Just yeah, garage. Just garage. Garage. Not garage. Um, I've heard Americans say garage, UK garage. How do they pronounce it? UK garage. Um, <laughs> no, that was very northern. <laughs> was it? It's more northern than American. All right, well... Um, I feel like this has been one of the most distracted episodes that I've been involved no in. No focus whatsoever. Um, it might be the alcohol I had before. I, th- I, think we should, I think we should wrap it, because, you know... I'm not feels, wrapping it. We'll just... Wrap <laughs> it. No way. We've done this before. Come on, I'll, I'll do the socials this week. You do the okay. socials. I like doing the socials. You enjoy it. So, um, guys, girls, anyone else who's listening... Animals. Any, yeah. Stay off social networks. They're bad for your health. We'll see you um, next you're time. Listening. Assuming you're listening to this episode, then you probably are already subscribing to us, but we are available in uh, all the good podcasting apps. So uh, and, and some of the bad ones as well, I've, I've understood. So we've got, uh, what, what, what is it? iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Is Overcast. Sure. We've got um, Spotify. Castro, Spotify, all the apps. We're in all of the apps. All the naughty apps. And then um, if you want to get in contact with us, tweet at us. There's no hashtag this week. The hashtag is no hashtag. Um, and just tweet at us for, at Verbal Diary Show. Um, if you want to uh, ask a more challenging question, one that we might have to think about, then you want to tweet at Cy um, and keep me out of it. Um, feel free to uh, be in contact with us and... Recommend the beat really of the week. I really should be doing socials because I don't even know where we are. Uh, and uh, I know we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Insta, we're on everything that you could possibly imagine, uh, even though I might slightly not want us to be on all of them because social networks are a bit evil. But anyway, um, have a great week. And you. And uh, I think I think we're done. We're done. We're done? We're out. Out. Drop it. Boom. Smash it. Boom of the week. Boom of the week. Bag of the week.